In recent Sundays, we have been hearing passages from first the Gospel of John three weeks ago, and then the Gospel of Luke about the beginning of Jesus's public ministry. The idea here is that Jesus, 2,000 years ago, the reality is, enters into relationships with people. He offers himself, and people are free to respond however they want to Jesus. If we pay attention to how he interacts with people 2,000 years ago in the scripture, we can look at how he interacts with us today. It's the same Jesus working through the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm trying to put myself positively and negatively into these scripture passages because I'm trying to grow in my relationship with Jesus, and I hope that's why we're all here this morning. So the scripture is extremely realistic about human freedom in response to Jesus. Remember, we heard from the Gospel of John about Jesus's beginning of his public ministry with the miracle at Cana in Galilee, where he turns water into wine. In that case, people responded, the people who witnessed it, it seems very positively. The last two Sundays, we shifted to the Gospel of Luke, the fourth chapter, where Jesus goes back to his hometown of Nazareth. He goes to the synagogue. He chooses a passage from the prophet Isaiah that's specifically about the Messiah, and he identifies himself directly with that passage. He's telling his neighbors, this is I. Today, this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. Remember, we hear that the people respond at first positively, but last Sunday we got the real picture. The people in that synagogue freely choose to turn against Jesus because he ends up challenging them about themselves. They drive him out of the synagogue, they bring him up to the hill on which Nazareth is built, and they try to hurl him over. They end up trying to kill Jesus. That's a very realistic portrayal of how some people choose to respond to him when he enters into their lives. Today, gospel passage we just heard, we're now in the fifth chapter of Luke, and we're hearing about one person, well, a number of people, but focused on one person who does respond very positively when Jesus enters into his life at the beginning of his public ministry. This is Simon Peter. What I invite you to do this week is take that passage, you can take it each day, and just ask yourself, what qualities do you see in Peter? What actions do you see in Peter that are part of his responding positively to Jesus? And how do you see those qualities, those choices in your own life? If you can relate to one or many of these realities, hopefully you're on a path of growth in Jesus. So I'm gonna start you out. I'm going to give you five ideas, five. Are we gonna be here all day? We may be here all day. Five realities with which you can begin. So the first one, when I read that passage, Peter is a hardworking, unpretentious person. See, he's a fisherman. By nature, if you're a fisherman, the only way you can be a successful fisherman is if you work hard. The fish don't jump into your boat. You have to go out and catch the fish. In that passage, Peter and his companions have been out all night fishing, and they've caught nothing. That's part of being a fisherman. It's by nature hard. And then it's the morning, and they're washing their nets. The scripture tells us that Peter has a wife, doesn't give us any details about his wife or even whether she's still alive, doesn't say anything about children. It does say that he has a mother-in-law. So life is not easy for Peter. Peter has 
people with whom he works, he has partners, he seems to treat them as equals. He is a hard-working, regular person. He's also unpretentious. Pretentious means I put on pretenses. I pretend to be a person that I'm not. Pretentiousness is a temptation in every time and place for me to put myself into the world as somehow bigger or better than I really am. All through the scripture, and I think you remember, we know more about Peter's limitations and sins than any of the other 12. There's no suggestion that he's anything other than real about who he is, his strengths and his weaknesses. He's consistently a non-pretentious person. If you are a hard-working person, very good. Because when Jesus comes into your life, he asks you to get out in the world and to get to work for him in your marriage, in your family, in this city. If you're a lazy person at the other end of the scale in your daily life, it is very unlikely that you're going to be an active disciple of Jesus Christ. If you are in fact today, whether you're a kid or an adult, a hard-working person, that's very good. If you are not a pretentious person, that is also very good in terms of growing as a disciple of Jesus. If I am pretentious, I'm just wasting my time. I'm living in a stupid, self-centered fantasy of a person I'm really not. If I'm a grounded person, I have much more opening for Jesus to come in and change and grow the real me. It's a particular caution in social media land, which has good dimensions. Among the many bad things about social media, or the bad potential, is it has a lot to do with pretension. People pretending to be more than they really are. The danger, particularly with social media, is I can spend much of my day portraying a fake me, someone who's much bigger than I really am, and then it turns out, why would I even be interested in a savior? Why would I need a savior when I'm lost in the pretentious, not real me? Number one. Number two, in that passage, Peter listens and listens and listens to Jesus. The end of the fourth chapter of Luke, Jesus is asked to go to Peter's house and he heals Peter's mother-in-law miraculously of a severe fever. I presume that Peter is there and that he listens to whatever Jesus says in the house. Right before that, Jesus has been in the synagogue in Capernaum teaching, and it says that he's a sensation. Peter might have been there listening to Jesus, or he probably has heard some of the things Jesus said in the synagogue. When Jesus enters into Peter's life in this passage, he listens. Jesus tells him, because there's a big crowd of people, Jesus asks that he get into his boat and pull out into the water so he can address the people. Peter listens to him. Jesus asks him to lower his nets for a catch. He listens to him. When Peter has a huge reaction to the power of God in Jesus and says where he's coming from at the moment, he listens to what Jesus tells him. Peter listens and listens and listens to Jesus. In every time and place, unless you're a hermit, life is noisy. It's noisy in our families, it's noisy in school, it's noisy in work, it's noisy in the community. In our day and age, because of all kinds of screens and things we put into our ears, we live in an extraordinarily noisy society. That's just reality. If you're making the choice 
day by day to listen to Jesus, that's very good. You have to create the space and make the choice. If the reason you came here this morning is to start your week listening to Jesus through the scripture, through the prayer of this mass, very, very good. If you make the choice each day this week to just create the space to listen to him, like take these five points, I'll put them on social media after this, you can take one of these points each of the weekdays coming up and just listen to Jesus, just do this, very, very good. Number three, in that passage, Jesus, Peter does what Jesus asks him and tells him to do. Some of it is probably pretty easy. Yes, he's been up all night working. Clearly, he's tired. Jesus asks him to put the boat out. But I think it sounds like Peter is pretty excited about Jesus because there's, among other things, this huge crowd. He does what Jesus asks him to do. When Jesus then later tells him to put, down in, put out into deep water and put out his nets for a catch, when he's been up all night and has not caught anything, that is a lot to do. I think that's a much bigger choice. When Peter responds in fear to the presence of God in Jesus, and Jesus tells him, do not be afraid, well, that's a big thing to make the choice to do what Jesus tells him, do not be afraid. And clearly in this, Jesus is calling him to follow him. He chooses to do that. If you, remember three weeks ago in that Cana story, Mary says, do whatever he tells you. I hope you've had that in your consciousness the last few weeks. If you've been trying to grow in that, whatever you hear the teaching is of Jesus through the scripture and the teaching of the church, and you're doing what he tells you to do and asks you to do, very good. Number four, of how many are we gonna get? Four out of five. Number four, Peter has here a profound awareness of his own sinfulness and he accepts Jesus's invitation to be lifted beyond that sinfulness to serve God and other people. That's a long sentence. So Peter witnesses a miracle, a miraculous catch of a huge number of fish. Peter senses, whether he's even thinking, I have no idea, he senses the truth. Only God could be the source of this miracle. He experiences that he's in the presence of the divine, God's power in Jesus. It's a lot like the first reading we heard about Isaiah. This is the call of the beginning of Isaiah's call as a prophet. When he has a vision of God's presence, he responds that he's going to die. When Peter has this experience of God's presence through Jesus, he falls at the knees of Jesus and he says, depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. He's absolutely correct. He's absolutely, profoundly honest about his sinfulness. And Jesus says, not you're not sinful. Jesus says, do not be afraid. From now on, you'll be catching men, as in you've been catching fish. And Jesus is calling him to join him in going to catch people, to bring people to Jesus. Peter has all of it in one package. The profound, honest realization of his sin and he accepts Jesus is lifting him beyond that to serve God and to serve other people. I think this is such a strength of so many people in this community. 
I find that so many of you are really honest about your sin. So many people, particularly in this country, are not even honest about their sin. So many of us are honest about our sin. We accept Jesus lifting us beyond it, particularly freeing us through the sacrament of confession, and we're trying to get out in this world to lead other people to Jesus, to serve God and other people. If that has something or a lot to do with your life, very, very good. Fifth and finally in that passage, Peter makes the choice to live in the moment with Jesus and to leave everything behind for what Jesus in the moment is asking him to do. Jesus says, from now on, you're gonna be catching men the scripture writer tells us that when they get to the shore, Peter and his companions leave everything and follow Jesus. Does he leave his family behind forever? I don't think so, there's no suggestion of that. Does he leave his business behind forever and ever? I have no idea. In the moment to follow Jesus, he needs to leave behind his family and his business and his worries and his fear, that's a big one, and his questions, to some extent, he needs to leave everything in the moment to follow Jesus. If you're at all doing that, it's so important spiritually. You don't know anything about the future. You don't get the whole picture from Jesus about everything he's gonna ask for you. You do not know how things are gonna unfold. What you know at a given moment is Jesus is asking me to follow him in this way. Right now, I am being asked to forgive my spouse. Right now, I am being asked to sacrifice my time, my talent, my treasure to do Jesus's work. Right now, I am being asked to let go of my selfishness to follow Jesus. Right now is what matters. Right now is what leads to more right now with Jesus. So if you are focused now or this week on today and leaving everything to do whatever he's asking you to do, blessed are you. Peter doesn't turn into a perfect person. Peter ends up denying Jesus three times at the time of his passion. Peter also receives the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. Peter does end up giving his entire life to go out in the world and fish for people for Jesus. Peter ends up giving up his entire life. He is killed to serve Jesus, to get from the boat to martyrdom is a work in progress. Thank you for listening. To learn more and to get involved, go to stpatrickparish.com.